With us today is Dr. William J. Parker, uh, a longtime Navy man, uh, former CEO and president of the East-West Institute, and now he is running the Maritime Technologies. Um, Mr. Parker, Dr. Parker, uh, you're a longtime Navy man. Uh, there was an article uh, in a few magazines. Uh, how did the Navy spend their money in the last 10 years? And it, it, it points out crappy ships. Uh, can you respond to this and tell the American people the truth? Absolutely. Uh, always tell the American people the truth. Uh, and, uh, and, and first of all, I would say that uh, I don't represent the Navy, but here's some, uh, here's some insights on it. Uh, I think that LCS as a, as a big picture is a bit of a distraction over the bigger issue of shipbuilding. But let's get into uh, LCS for a minute. So numbers matter. And LCS could have been an inexpensive stopgap while a new class of ship was built. That was the plan. Uh, more modern than the Arleigh Burke Destroyer, which is currently our workhorse. Uh, but then the Zumwalt class was cut originally. It was planned to build 32, and then they only built two of those that are active today. So uh, what's that do to you? Well, it says that you've got these 14 active and 16 completed LCS, um, and, uh, and they had a lot of problems. Uh, part of that was because we built them in two shipyards, uh, two different classes of ship within the littoral combat system. Uh, part of it was because we tried to slap a whole lot of things on them and make them things that they weren't. Um, but they did have some value. They were able to um, be a stopgap uh, for some of the, uh, while some of the other Arleigh Burks were built. Uh, that said, when you look at the cost of them, they were about one-third the cost of a DDG-51. So they cost about $500 million. Arleigh Burke cost about uh, $1.5 billion. So, um, you know, we continue to build the Arleigh Burke, uh, and LCS has, has a lot of problems. Uh, I will tell you that every class of ship that you build um, has problems when it's first built. So when the Arleigh Burke, class, uh, Arleigh Burke Destroyer was first built, they called it the already-been-broke class. Uh, and, and it was. It had a lot of new systems that had never been tested at sea before, and uh, the Navy got it right pretty quickly, and that was not the case with LCS. So I think it's good that, uh, that folks are out there writing about this and saying, what the heck, why are we spending all this money on ships that don't work, and now we're getting rid of them? I think it's a very valid point. Wow. I mean, uh, and it, it hasn't made headlines until now. And uh, um, can any of these ships withstand a, 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 if the enemy uh, shoots uh, uh, hypersonic missiles at it? Is there a defense against hypersonic missiles yet? Well, there is, there is defenses against uh, hypersonics and just about every other weapon system that uh, the ships have. But remember, a littoral combat ship was really built to do very specific plug-and-play things. So you built this LCS, and then you were going to be able to plug in a surface warfare component or an anti-submarine warfare component or a missile component specific to a specific mission. So they were smaller, supposed to be plug-and-play uh, vessels. So numbers matter, for sure, but capability matters a whole lot, too. Uh, and so you have the capability in the Arleigh Burke destroyers. You have the capability, for sure, uh, also in the Zumwalt class, uh, but they're significantly more expensive. Uh, and so there's kind of the, the uh, trade between the two. The bigger issue to me, Mr. Kastentitis, is that China currently has 
232 times the shipbuilding capacity that the United States did. I didn't misquote that. They are capable of building ships 232 times what the United States can, and they can build combatants more than 200 times the capability that we have. So they have a huge uh, advantage in that capability. And remember, during World War II, a big part of uh, our success was the fact that we were able to build ships. As a matter of fact, we were building Liberty ships at a Liberty ship a day at the peak of the war, a Liberty ship a day. And now China has a merchant marine force that's 7,360 or so ships. The United States has a merchant marine force of about 178. The Chinese now have a much larger navy than we do, so numbers matter. Say, the, say those numbers again, because I'm not I'm sure gonna, I caught them. Say those numbers again. I'm going to give you those numbers again. So the Chinese have a shipbuilding capacity that's 232 times the shipbuilding capacity of the United States. I, I, I run a technology company, a shipbuilding technology company in the United States, and can tell you it is not our focus right now. And it needs to be. I mean, at Parker Maritime, we're, we're constantly going to, you know, the, what we think are the right folks and saying, are you interested in, like, building ships and getting them going again? The reality is that the Chinese can build combatants at a capacity of 200 times what the United States can. And they can build ships writ large at 232 times what the United States can. You take that in addition to every commercial ship that's built in China that's going to operate in China or Chinese waters, they make sure that they are built to military standards so that they can carry military equipment, that they have the right uh, roll-on, roll-off capability, the right tie-downs, et cetera, in case they go to war. We're not focused on that. Wow. All right. Uh, that's uh... – that's a lot of information, and uh, I think we uh, we got to let it, let it sink in a little bit. And uh, uh, are we? I'm sure we're capable of catching up, but uh, uh, you know, at what point? John, we are capable of catching up, and quite frankly, it shows like yours that allow people to understand what's going on out there. So when you think of the fact that 90 percent by volume and 85% by value of everything that moves around the world goes by sea. If we make that assumption, which is a fact, by the way, and we make the assumption that we are still going to be a maritime nation in the future, we have got to get our shipbuilding capability back on track, and we have to do it quickly. And as a matter of fact, I'd ask your listeners right now, go walk around wherever they are, walk around your room, reach around inside your car, wherever you are, Pick the first 10 items that you can reach and see how many of them are made in the United States. And I think you will be – I would be surprised if more than two or three of them are. Um, and, and we have got to get back to building things in the United States of America again. If we do that and we get our shipbuilding capacity back up, we will be able to fix this other issue because it's a national security issue not to be able to build enough ships and not to be able to build the capacity that we need. Dr. William J. Parker, thank you for your service in, uh, in the Navy. Thank you for everything you've done, and thank you for continuing to speak out for the United States of America, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, John.